Welcome to another episode of the brand called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to once again welcome a very highly respected person from the world of academia, Prof. Professor Pradeep Khandwala from India. Professor Khandwala, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Professor Khanwala is the former director of the Indian Institute of Management, Ahmedabad. He has authored 16 professional books and over 100 papers. He is an author of a book titled Fast Forward Towards Civilizational Greatness, an Agenda for India. So today our conversation will only be around his new book. So sir, let's talk about your book. Can you give us a brief overview of your book? Surely. Uh, the book was published in 2017, and I was lucky to get a grant from uh, the chairman of Wag Bakri, mm-hmm. Mr. Prabhupyush Desai. Mm-hmm. And it was published uh, for no profit at all mm-hmm. by Ahmedabad Management Association and Academy of Management, Human, Academy of Human Resource Development, both mm-hmm. in Ahmedabad. But that was the, it's 16 chapters, 388 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opening chapter lays out my uh, core theme, if you like, the paradigm of civilization greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it affirms that civilization greatness becomes possible when you blend three great traits, creativity, mm-hmm. compassion, mm-hmm. and competence. Mm-hmm. Creativity, as you know, uh, is something that is novel that is also useful. Yeah, uh, compassion is has many many dimensions to it. Correct. Uh, you know, kindliness, uh, concern for others, willingness to sacrifice for others, and so on mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, com- uh, competence is professional competence plus vocational competence plus uh, desire to achieve mm-hmm. uh, collectively or individually. Mm-hmm. This achievement drive, if you like, so it, it's again, so they're not narrowly defined terms, but broadly I sort of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the context in which they, they are mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So that was the, and what I have, I have argued is that when you blend these together, there's an upward virtuous cycle. Okay. Because when there is creativity that is benign, mm-hmm. well-meaning, humane, and it is implemented well through mm-hmm. competence. Then there is a lot of success, mm. a lot of satisfaction. And that begins the urge to do more of it. Right. It becomes an upward cycle and it goes on and on. And eventually, whether it's an individual or a group or family or an organization or a civil society institution mm. or the state or society as a whole, mm. it is an upward kind of uh, cycle mm. for each of these if they fuse these three together this was mm. my core theme if you like mm. fascinating but before uh, we go further sir, i wanted to ask you yeah how do you define civilizational greatness what is greatness uh, as you know greatness is something beyond the ordinary that's mm. broad understanding of greatness right i don't think you can define greatness except to feel it in the presence of greatness, you feel it. That this Correct. is something extraordinary. Hmm. You can't measure it easily. I'll talk about some of the indicators that hmm. I mentioned in the book. Yeah. Or whether we are making progress or not towards greatness. Hmm. But nonetheless, greatness is something that is unusual, but 
unusual good sense mm. a great sportsman a great writer or a great statesman or a great human being like gandhi you mm. know this the greatness just oozes out right it's 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 there and and you feel it as human beings we are sensitive to greatness mm. so sorry. that is what i mean by greatness it's not easy to define Correct. except to say that if you look at statistical probability distribution then it is at the very sort of right and <laughs> right Correct. Well said. Well said. Yeah. And what are the key elements you have identified, sir, that will mm-hmm. contribute to India's civilizational greatness? The key elements I have identified are, as I said, not only society as a whole, mm-hmm. but its major institutions. Mm-hmm. The beginning with the individual, the mm-hmm. family, uh, the community to which people belong, or community. units which people belong mm-hmm. uh the state and its various organs mm-hmm. uh uh what else uh, oh yes so, so civil society institutions and of course the enterprise sector enterprises mm-hmm. so when you have all of these things and what i've tried to do in the book is to take each one and then say what can make that entity human entity move towards greatness i will not say great because that's very difficult to correct when but i'll say move towards greatness well said by combining creativity mm-hmm. compassion and competence amazing that is what i've, I've tried to do but yeah. i can go into more detail if you like no please tell us i, I would have asked you well, any yeah i i began with uh, education because uh, i think the bringing up of the children is a vital and foundation of if you like of any society aspiring towards greatness mm. unless you get that right mm. you're not going to build a great society it, it may look great it may look very powerful and very economically developed and all that but it's flimsy mm. it doesn't have that kind of foundational strength mm. and that foundational strength comes when you look at education mm. and grooming family grooming as well as edu- education in schools mm. colleges our institution and so on and i have given a great deal of importance to that in my book mm. and maybe i should uh, give some examples of that absolutely please do sir uh, i'll have to consult my notes because uh, lots of things are there mm-hmm. one second eh? uh i uh i will begin with my own school because mm-hmm. that's i have been most uh, mm-hmm. involved with yeah one of my schools i have been to three different schools but the right. one that i was most influenced mm-hmm. by was new era high school in mm-hmm. mumbai mm-hmm. it was a gujarati medium school but we also learned sanskrit and hindi and english so mm-hmm. it was quite cosmopolitan mm-hmm. more important nehru or tagore and gandhi were the icons mm-hmm. We, we even had a teacher who had been to Shantiniketan, and so he told us a lot of stories about Tagore, mm-hmm. and he translated had translated many of his, his poems into Gujarati. Mm-hmm. So from that childhood, we had been exposed to the best of India in the sense of Tagore and Gandhi. Mm-hmm. One in 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 arts and uh, the fine things of life, mm-hmm. the other in determination and compassion for the. 
globally and underprivileged mm. and desire to be gain independence for india mm. and truth and so on so forth i mean we know gandhi ji very well yeah so they, these two were great influences in my life mm. and neura high school provided that influence that was right. mm. there were many other schools also which I, i would like to mention many other institutions not just schools uh another institution of interest is uh, educom Hmm. what educom does and that's based in your part of the yeah of you probably know uh, people there hmm. educom is very interested uh, in he is one of the students from iima by the way hmm. uh, he he pipes into classroom very exciting audio visual uh, instruction hmm teacher is there the teacher teaches and mostly it is cramming and all that mm. but there is this vividness that is brought into the classroom mm. that background research is done if for example you talk about the battle between the marathas and abdali in mm. 17 something mm. or 16 mm. something and where marathas lost right Now, that is just a notebook note in in history that marathas lost the battle right but bring it alive by showing the two formations Mm. strategies they followed right. why the marathas lost the battle mm. and so that makes it so exciting for Absolutely. the journey correct and and it thrills him it, mm. it really energizes the curiosity the mm. creativity the imagination that the child has so that mm. was something that i thought i would mention to you Absolutely. because i think mm. like, and not very expensive i mean mm. thousands of schools i think about 15000 schools in india adopted that mm. uh, Thing. Amazing. I don't Amazing. know what happened to that institution, but mm. Educompass was in bit of trouble. But I believe so. But <coughs> financial difficulties of some mm. kind. Another one was Gyan Prabodhini in Maharashtra. Mm. Now this is again a very interesting institution mm. founded by an RSS man, mm. but he was a nationalist, not just mm. a very narrow-minded yeah. Hindu mm. person, but somebody who really had passion for India, and, and many things they did. But one thing that was very interesting was he was also very interested in, in entrepreneurship and creativity and resourcefulness mm. mm. so teams of children would be given say 50 rupees and they would be told in 4 hours you come back with 100 rupees mm. now see the, the 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 dynamic of it the the children would be so excited and they would think of many many different ways of mm. trying to double the money in 4 hours mm. so that is one thing Mm. secondly the other interesting thing uh, that was done at gyan prabodhini was that mm. where there are trouble spots in the country kashmir punjab wherever else in maharashtra gujarat wherever teams of children would be sent there to interview people mm. to learn at first hand what were the problems wow now that you know the amount of compassion mm. and the understanding the child develops correct into social dynamics is mm. wonderful mm. so that's a second example of what i would a third example of what mm. i would call creative education mm. shreyas is another school in andhabad mm. which have which had a it is now not done but it it was done by many years mm. and we used to attend its mela mm. annual mela mm. now the mela was very interesting they would pick up a state of india mm. kerala or maharashtra or up mm. or even a country like bangladesh right sri lanka <laughs> they would send a team of students and teachers to that place for one month or what mm. they would meet a lot of people collect a lot of cultural sort of photograph things tape record things and so on mm. so forth and then 
maybe one or two persons would come over from that state to Shreyas mm. and there would be an annual mela where all of these things would be projected for people. And hundreds of thousands of people saw those melas every year, right. including myself, mm. my, my wife and my daughter. Mm. So this is again something where children are empowered to create mm. and to create in a very nice way. Very interesting. Yeah, and it's something that lives for one of my friends, Mihir but Ella Bhatt's uh, son. Right. He told he went to the school and told mm. me that even today the Bengali folk songs are in his mind. Mm. You know, that impression that, that when you actually go there and you hear Baul, Baul music, you know, that, that is a very different experience. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so that's uh, something again that I thought was very interesting. Very I, also, I also came across uh, very interesting things among in post school education institutions. Mm. <coughs> For that, I studied nine different outstanding post school education institutions. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know whether you've heard of Lok Bharati. It's an Indian institution in mm. Saurashtra. Mm. Uh, two management schools, SOIL, School for Inspired Leadership, yeah. perhaps you know, mm. and Institute of Rural Management, Ahmedabad, Irma, two schools, two management schools, two professional institutions. NID, National Institute of Design, and National School of Drama. Mm -hmm. uh, three universities, Indian Institute of Science, Bangalore, mm -hmm. uh, Tata Institute of Social Sciences, Mumbai, and Banasthali Women's University. Mm -hmm. And the ninth was the National Defense Academy. Yeah. So I looked at all of these institutions and I came up with some four takeaways that I'd briefly like to mention. Mm -hmm. One was that all of them were committed, strongly committed institutions, mm. committed to either a mission and or a vision of excellence right. and our core values. Mm. And this was very, very ex excellent because say Banasthali uh, Women's University, for example, mm. that was committed to blend Western rationality, if you like, Western mm. science rationality mm. with Indian spiritual values. Right. Okay, you know, this is very important for our country. Mm -hmm. And soil, as you know, yep. has a vision of training leaders of enterprises mm -hmm. who are anchored in Indian spirituality Correct. and goodness. Okay, mm -hmm. holistic thinking. Uh, Lok Bharati was an uh, institute that was Gandhian and therefore propagated not only education, but actually manual work. Mm. Along with education, of course, moral education is well, Gandhian, mm. moral education, mm. and so on. NDO, except the mission of guarding India, which is well known, mm. and, and so on and so forth. Now, the point is that when you when an institution is committed, mm. it attracts people. Correct. It attracts people who have that kind of commitment to it, not because of money, but because it it's close to their heart. Mm. Similarly, it attracts students who are close to Mm. That is close to their heart. Correct. So you have got an institution that is a magnet. Mm. Now, IMA, for example, when I came to IMA, that was the idea. I came at 70-80% decrease in my earnings. Mm. What I was earning in mm. Canada. Mm. But not only me, it's quite a number of faculty members Correct. came away from yeah. the West to be able to teach at IMA because the mission of IMA then was to professionalize Indian enterprises. Mm. 
so that they can contribute to India's growth and development. That right. was the right. idea. They didn't come because of the money. Money was peanuts. Correct. 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 So it, that is such a powerful Absolutely. magnet. Mm. And so that was something that is very important. I would certainly and therefore say that every post-school education institution in India should, with the help of the stakeholders of that institution, mm. sit down together and evolve a mission statement, a vision statement, and value statement, and periodically assess whether they are making progress along that mission, yes, vision, or values. Otherwise, it's a meaningless thing. You just absolutely. have a statement absolutely. somewhere, but it doesn't mean Correct. Correct. But it has to be tracked. Correct. It has to be pursued. It has yeah. to be. So that is something that. That's fascinating. So, so that part is is fantastic. With the points you made on how education and yeah. value based education can is one contributor. Yeah. I'd also get love to get your perspective, sir, on the diverse cultural heritage of India. Yeah. And how our diverse cultural heritage can contribute to civil, civil civilizational greatness. You know, we are so lucky, actually. Absolutely. You know, very many people think diversity is a curse. Mm. People can't agree, they can't see eye to eye, mm. they quarrel all the time and so on. That was true in the past when there were rigid, there was a very rigid caste system that, mm. that made it very difficult to for people to interact across true. the true. caste hierarchy and a very rigid religious system, which made it very difficult for people to interact across religious boundaries. Mm. Today, those things are falling. Mm. Not fallen, but they're falling. Mm. In cities, certainly, you, you go to any company, you'll find a Muslim, a Hindu, a Sikh, a Jain, a Parsi, all sitting together and working together. Mm. You look at dress, how dresses have changed, how food has changed. Correct. You know, sitting in Ahmedabad, I eat uh, very often idli dosa and uh, so on. Mm. And eat uh, Bengali uh, food, mm. uh, rasgullas, and etc. Et yeah. So there is this mingling that is happening, which is very productive Absolutely. because it also leads to fusions. Mm. You know, it's not just that I take something from Bengal or from Tamil Nadu or Kerala. I also then Gujarati make it into a Gujarati friendly. Kind Absolutely. Of so for example, I, I can't take chili, so then mm. the curry has to be much milder or mm. other ingredients have to be poured into it. Right. And that kind of fusion is going on on a vast scale in this Absolutely. country. Absolutely. Language-wise, culture-wise, religion-wise, yes, there are there are mm. spots here and there. Yeah. And we have to worry about that. Mm. I won't say that we have, we have to worry about that, but diversity, I think, is a huge advantage for India mm. because of the cross-pollination that is taking place and will take place and the kind of creativity and goodness that it can mm. create. Mm. So I don't see that as as a as a uh, problem. Yeah, I see that as an opportunity with some problems attached to it. Mm. Mm. And how can we as a nation and as such a diverse uh, country mm. leverage this diversity um, and see it as a strength rather than for in our quest for greatness? There are a couple of things that come to my mind. Yeah. One is that we have got a diaspora, mm. 32 million strong diaspora, yeah. people of Indian origin. Correct. Now, my one my suggestion is that for every 10,000 Indians living abroad, mm. appoint a cultural ambassador, mm. pay him, pay him fairly well, yeah. and give him enough materials about India, mm. past as well as present, about freedom struggle, our developmental uh, growth in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and mm. to date. And 
let them go out and talk to not only the Indians abroad, but also to their friends who are Europeans or Americans or whatever. So that, that kind of diffusion. Plus, I would say that we should translate 1000 works, best works in the Indian languages into English and Hindi. Mm. Okay. And then, in a sense, distribute it fairly cheaply Correct. across the world. Mm. Not only within India, but across the world. Mm. So that the world gets to know the, what the great minds of this country have thought, mm. what the great writers of this country have thought, the painters, musicians and so on mm. have, have contributed. And I think that is one way by which we can leverage India's... As I said, I am not very fond of this great power, superpower notion. Absolutely. Yeah. That is an ego trip. And mm. Basically, we want to feel... We have been oppressed people in the past. We have got inferiority complex still. And we want to feel that we, we have got a major state, say in the world affairs. Correct. Fine. I have nothing against it. But mm. I am simply saying that my vision is that of civilizational greatness, mm. civilized greatness. Correct. Correct. And for that reason, I would say that we should communicate to within India as well as outside India mm. the very best that India has produced. Mm. Well said. Okay. And you also just spoke about translating, say, a thousand works, just as the number you said. Yeah. But I wanted to get your perspective, sir, that out of the seven major religions of the world, mm. four are from India. Mm. Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism and Sikhism. Yes. What is your view on the contribution that India can make mm. uh, as a civilization when it comes to the learnings from our scriptures of these Indic religions? See, Hinduism didn't exist. 2000 years back. Correct. The Sanatana Dharma. Absolutely right. And these are, if you like, byproducts of that Sanatana Absolutely. I agree. So I think what we have to contribute to the world is this. Mm. Not Hinduism. We may, we may call it Hinduism. Ah, but, but it's Sanatana. What is not the Dev Devis and all that. Uh, Correct. It's and whatever. But the core idea of spirituality. Mm. That every one of us is spiritual. That mm. we are all united by our spirituality. Mm. world is one family as mm. I think about saying mm. and that is what we need to propagate mm. because that is the religion, religion of India not mm. Sikhism or Jainism or, mm. or Buddhism but the Sanatan right. mm. that spirituality is there and that spirituality is what makes us human beings mm. that if we can propagate and with whatever, whatever modern sort of Absolutely. packaging we can we, we may like do mm. artificial things or uh, whatever that is okay but that is the core thing that we need to communicate mm -hmm. wonderful and my last question for you sir yeah. uh, you have seen the world i mean you've lived in canada you uh, you know studied in the us you built and worked in the industrial management you've got such an amazing vast experience what role do you see india giving our own Given and, and I agree with you, superpower, etc., is to be set aside. But from a civilization perspective, what role do you see India playing uh, on the global stage in the coming years? My personal view is that we can yeah. be a great role model mm -hmm. for many, many developing countries and many developed countries as well. Mm. If we can harness creativity, compassion, mm. and competence, so that whatever we do is benign, mm. creative, and competent. Right. That itself becomes a role model for the rest of the world because 
many nations in the in Africa are struggling very badly. Mm. In South America, there is constant strife and again problems. Mm. South Asia, so there are problems. And in America itself, you know, America itself needs needs to learn a lot from us. Right. Because although it's a superpower and a great economy and all that, mm. look at the level of violence in that country. We mm. kind of, you know, it's it's really mind-boggling. Racism, the violence, the mm. gun sort of thing. And so, divorce rate, fifty percent of the marriages break up. Correct. This is not a good society. Mm. It's a it's great in some ways, mm. but it needs to be more humane. Mm. It needs to be more creative in my managing its problems, and I think that is what our role should be. Correct. We should not throw our weight around like great powers like Britain and France, nineteenth century, or yeah. USA and Soviet Union in the twentieth, and now China and USA in the twenty-first century. Well, they are, they are, they have got their own agendas and they do what they Correct. want. Correct. But India should not get into that power game. Mm. We should get into humane game, mm. creative game. Well said. Compassionately, yes. That what should be our role. Mm. What a great response! And I have to ask you one more last question, sir. And this is for the very, very large number of young people, yes, uh, who listen to our conversation. Given the incredible demographic dividend that we have of such a large young population, what role do you see the young in India play to help India achieve greatness? Can I share one thought I have? I've Absolutely, sir. Expressed that in my book also. Yeah. My look, the dividend is there, and industry will prosper, and so on, so forth. That we know all of that. Mm-hmm. Well known. My concern is we must produce millions of change agents of people who are in the countryside or people mm-hmm. who are disadvantaged communities. Mm-hmm. So my idea is that every year we should mm-hmm. take in on a voluntary basis. Mm-hmm. One million, one million young people mm. in the age group of 18 to 21. Mm. Okay. And for one year, total immersion, mm. both boys and girls. And they should be exposed to the best teachers of India. Mm. Again, they can do it very easily through internet and telecom and so on and so forth. And we should give them basic understanding of what is it to be a citizen, to mm. be a family member, mm. to be a a competent person, a creative person, a compassionate person, to uh, to be able to, at the end of that year, he should be have got, got training at least one vocation, so mm. that he could start an enterprise of his own or her own. So that kind of a holistic training for one year, for in five years, can you imagine? We would have five million young change agents Correct. who would be trained to bring about change in the family, in the local community, and the village, and so on and so forth. Mm. That is what I think would be a powerful way of doing it. And yes, it will cost money, but nothing really compared to the thousands of crores that we are spending uh, every year on various things. Absolutely. This is investment in human capital. Absolutely. And one that is very different from anywhere else done. Mm. There have been countries that have had one year of uh, military training and so on and so forth for young people. Mm. But this kind of holistic training, yes. There should be yoga, there should be some mm. self-defense uh, capacity built into the person, mm. uh, some understanding of what, what it is to deal with the opposite sex. This mm. is also very important. Yeah. All, and our heritage, our Sanatan Dharma, if you like, yeah. plus best in literature and so on and so forth, right. arts, music. 
so that if you can create 5 million young people mm. who are cha- change agents who have been trained to become change agents mm. throughout this country look at the impact that would have absolutely what a powerful thought what a powerful thought and on that note sir when you your amazing thought create a million change agents every year and i think that will make such a big difference thank you for speaking to me about your book thank you for talking to me about you know creativity compassion and competence thank you also for talking about the amazing idea of creating a 10 you know one cultural ambassador for 10000 members of the indian diaspora and of course thank you for talking to me once again about you your journey about the amazing schools that you have either gone to or been associated with i think every conversation that i have with you enriches me personally and i'm sure enriches all the viewers and listeners as well thank you sir once again thank you for your kind words thank you it was a pleasure thank, thank you sir thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you